You are listening to Lockdown, recorded live at RSA Conference 2016. Brought to you by Red Hat and TheStack.com. Recorded live at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. Recording today at the Moscone Center here in San Francisco. RSA Conference has been part of the security calendar for over two decades now. It's in its 25th year. Tolins keeps standing in front of me from Booz Allen Hamilton, but as part of the RSA team who put together the RSA conference. Todd, talk to me about why this show is so important. This show is so important because it's where, it literally is where the world talks security. We say that on the website, but it really is. Everyone is here. We started off the other day and I, I uh, was leading off a discussion with a group of security scholars that we've brought on for the first time. Young students coming out of Stanford and MIT and, and Carnegie Mellon and other great schools mm-hmm. studying information security. And the follow-up back to me was General Alexander, retired U.S. He's the, the General Alexander? The, the General Alexander from NSA. And he's doing a talk to talk to young people about the value of information security and why they need to be involved in information security and how important it is to the future of the world economy for us to understand and manage risk in this global environment. Everyone is here. It, the number of vendors that comes here increases every single year. We're up over 20% in vendors. We're up over 20% in attendance. And it's not just the conversations inside the conference. There's more going on outside in the hotels and the space around San Francisco. I, I was in the W earlier and you couldn't move. Oh, you, the W is terrible. You can never move in the W. But it's not just the W. It's the St. Regis. It's the, it's the Marriott Marquis. Yeah, 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 it's, it's every place around here. And it's the conversation that's so interesting because you can literally walk up to somebody like Whit Diffie who helped create uh, private key cryptography. Yep. You can walk up to Adi Shamir who was part of the RSA algorithm and have a conversation with those people. You can see Bruce Schneier talking with people about mm-hmm. his latest ventures in information security. And you get to hear great speakers speakers talk about what they're doing, how they're implementing security, how they're managing risk in all kinds of different companies. Every industry is here, healthcare, energy, financial services. You talk to people working on manufacturing lines in China and Japan and Korea. The NSA, Department of Homeland Security, even the British government. Oh yeah, GCHQ is all over this place. It's it's. I used to work at GCHQ. (laughs) I would stay away from those guys. Um, They're all interesting, all these three-letter and four-letter agencies. And you get interesting news around this, right? I I heard earlier today a Canadian company I've never heard of before just bought Checkpoint. All the kinds of conversations around the world are here. You get great rumors, some I won't repeat, Mm -hmm. but um, it's a conversation about security and policy and privacy and the role of those things in our lives as it continues to evolve. Information security isn't just something that you do at work. It has to. It affects our privacy at home and the way we do business. It affects our personal commerce as well as our companies and the way we work in the world. I was talking to Dick Clark, former advisor to the President of the United States. I was with him in Amsterdam recently, and I'm talking. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, how important RSA not just as a calendar event, but just as a melting pot. 
it's a great melting pot. And what's really fascinating, they showed some pictures of the first RSA conference earlier earlier this week, and it was 50 white guys sitting around a table. The, con- the conversation that we're having today is men and women from all over the world. It's very diverse. It's great to see how inclusive it has become. And all levels of people having conversations. You can literally run into a, a general working in cyber command, people at DHS, and have conversations about policy in the bars around here at night everything's going on and people are thinking about the big challenges. Mm-hmm. How do I how do I improve security at a company without constantly adding new layers of products? How do I start to think about architecting things different? How do I think about designing products so that they're actually harder to hack? Mm-hmm. We seem to have the same hacks over and over and over again. We're trying to find how we can help the conversation move forward. It's been a really interesting 25 years. There's another 25 years of interesting conversation. It's another 25 years of employment. (laughs) (laughs) The cynical among us, I truly agree. It's a great career. And the, the interesting thing about it from a career standpoint is they're telling me there's more job openings than there are people to fill them. There's negative unemployment and security. Yeah, I mean, I get offers. God knows, five or six times a month. It's amazing. And it's what's really interesting is the, the people that are doing employment are actually very confident in their ability to look for the right skills and talent. I had a CIO uh, not too long ago tell me that he spent eight months trying to find a CISO, and he had people whose like, only security experience was they'd done a patch management mm-hmm. sometime. They're really looking for real skills. And it's not just the technical hands-on skills, mm. it's the ability to communicate with a board of directors. It's the ability to explain things in a way that, that helps the executives inside the business manage risk. And it's people who can think about it, not in terms of setting rules and boundaries, mm-hmm. but in thinking about how you can manage risk so you can try new things and be innovative. I think the thing which got me immediately this week, I've been working with the CSA for six and a half years now. Jim Revis and I work very, very hard together. Same with Raj Samani from Intel. Monday, 1,200 people in the room, a 40-minute wait? A, not only a 14-minute wait, I heard for one of the Monday sessions, there was a line of 1,500 people waiting to get into a session on security basics. Yeah. People are interested at every level about what's going on in information security, and the cloud is really driving a significant DevOps as well. DevOps, software development, how do you manage this in a world where the speed and pace of technology change just keeps increasing? That Moore's law isn't just an advantage for those of us who want more storage on our more phone. More CPU space. Yeah, more CPUs. It's actually driving the way we do development. It's driving the way we think about security, and it's forcing us to move faster and faster. And we're missing the lessons of security and things that we should know better. We keep making the same mistakes over and over. And for CISOs and CIOs who are umming and ahhing about the expense accounts of sending people to RSA, talk about education. How many people coming in the doors this week didn't know really what ransomware was? Well, exactly. People didn't know what ransomware is. And what's really interesting is we do an invite only to get a speaking session. So most of the talking sessions here, there's 18 tracks in parallel. You almost need to send 18 people just to have somebody listening to everything that's going on here. And then 
to get into those tracks, we have 2,000 applications for 200 speaking slots. You have to give a really good proposal. You have to tell us what you're really going to talk about and really convince us that the audience here is going to benefit from what you have to say. The education's unmatched. I'm hoping that people listening globally to this radio show, and we know from the demographics already, we've got from Australia to China, you know, usually on my radio show, we know that 64% of the people listening are from the Bay Area, Fremont, Sunnyvale, <laughs> you know, they're traveling on the bar. Because I know when they're listening at time in the morning, it's, you know, it's three o'clock in the afternoon my time, so they're commuting into San Francisco. The demographic for this one's been very, very different. It's been international. It, it's, the RSA conference has always been an attractor for an international audience since the mid-90s. But this year is bigger and better than ever in terms of bringing people in. I, I actually ended up walking uh, across town last night with a gentleman from Australia and one of the big telecom companies there mm-hmm. provides managed services and security. I've met people from Japan, people from Korea, people from England and all over Europe. I was talking to a guy from Swiss, uh, from uh, Switzerland, not Switzerland, um, Sweden yesterday, mm-hmm. who was presenting an information security track. It is all over the world. We bring in a huge amount of people because this is the place where everything kind of comes together. But what's interesting is that we've really been building the ability to have the conference go outside. So we're bringing some of these same great speakers to RSA in Japan, to RSA in Abu Dhabi. We're trying to get, there's actually I think an RSA London as well. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're really trying to be able to help people who can't make the full distance across the globe Mm -hmm. still find someplace more local where they can get this kind of insight and start to build their expertise, get a greater insight into what's going on in the world of security. It's fascinating. I'm hoping that the 15 or 16 shows we're putting out this week will serve as an enticement. It's like drugs, you know, the first taste is free and then it's time you turn up. <laughs> there's, 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 there's more and more happening here. It's really yeah, great. Yeah. I was walking through the show floor this morning and I found a little Chinese company who are dealing in threat management. They're called ThreatBook. Four, yep. four Chinese PhD students and they were just as excited to be here as the revenue opportunity it was 50-50 it was just the fact that they wanted to be seen here they felt that they needed to be seen here they felt that it was worth putting their marketing budget up there just purely because if they didn't then they would be unknown it, it's really hard to get known the industry has lots and lots of people playing getting the right marketing, getting an opportunity to be seen here, to talk to people here. It gives you a huge opportunity to see and be seen. It gives you that opportunity to be recognized as contributing to the industry and to learn what else is going on in the industry. It lets you learn about your competition. It lets you learn about more about your customers and what your customers are doing. Potential employers. And potential employers. We were just talking about the employment problem. I know for a fact there are companies scouting speakers looking for people they want to hire. Yeah. So for career advancement, RSA is going to help you individually. It's going to help you individually. It's going to help your business. It's really going to help you all around to improve yourself and be a bigger and bigger part of this information security community. Fantastic. Todd, on behalf of everyone here, thank you so much for the 12 months of effort that goes in from the day last year finished to the the one this one year starts. And also as a member of the press, thank you for feeding me. My wife was very worried. (laughs) Absolutely. It's, It's fun, but literally we'll wrap up Friday night and things will be kicking off on Monday to start planning for next year's event. 
I got home. Time. I got home to my hotel the other night, and I woke up fully clothed at two o'clock in the morning. No alcohol involved. I was just shattered. <laughs> it's it's overwhelming. It's it's sixteen hour days and longer. I I got the opportunity to actually watch uh, pentatonics practice on Monday night before the big Tuesday kickoff. Really cool to see what they were doing and to think about the way we do some entertainment things that are outside the normal focus on information security. You know, we've got Sean Penn coming in to talk on Friday. We've got some other things going on that don't look like traditional information security. It's a means to make you think about the bigger picture of what's going on in the world and tie you back to InfraSec. It's been great being here. I'm going to be in Abu Dhabi. I'm going to be back here next year telling the same story, but hopefully to a bigger, wider audience. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. I really appreciate talking to you, Richard. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can stream or subscribe to all the shows recorded this week via SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Be sure to catch up on Richard's latest security post at thestack.com. Reporting on all this week's events here at the Moscone.